You're listening to Season 2 of the Live 360 Podcast with Tony Sutherland, and this is Episode 43. Hey guys, thanks so much for joining me today. For those of you that are listening and tuning in, a special thanks. And I want to give a very special shout out to those of you who have listened to every podcast since we launched, today being our 43rd episode. And for those of you who've stuck with us faithfully each week, shout out, high five, fist bump to you. Thank you so much. Um, Our audience is growing weekly and uh, we're getting more listens than ever before. And I'm just thankful that God has given me a platform to help you discover how to have peace and joy in every area of your life. Today, we're going to be talking about the green room revelations. And man, that's a unsearchable title, very creative, very out there, but you'll get it. As we get into the story today, um, I'm going to be sharing some very personal details of some of the things that I've gone through over the past year and a half. I've been holding this story. I've thought so many times of sharing it on the podcast, but you know, for some reason I just wasn't, I just didn't feel a liberty in my heart at the time to share it. But now I feel like it's important that I, you know, tell you a little bit of my own personal story of what Jesus has been doing in my life over the past year and a half. You know, when people ask me, Tony, how can I share Jesus with with my friends and with other people? I tell them the best way to do that is to share your own story. Tell people what Jesus is doing in you because it's your story plus his story makes history. You want to change the world? Tell people how Jesus is changing you. And I pray, even though some of this is personal, you know, I use it as a an analogy as if I were writing a love letter to my wife. Some of those things in that letter would be true about you and maybe you could relate with, but it wouldn't be directly to you. And that's how I kind of feel about this. You know, some of the things that God's been doing in my life are are very personal, but I want to share it with you and in some way maybe connect with you on a level that I haven't yet to let you know that God can do the same in you and even more so. Again, it's your story plus his story equals history. And typically, I just go straight to my main points and my focus content. Um, But for some reason, I just feel the tugging on my heart to share this story with you today. So let's get into it. We're talking about the green room revelations. All right, guys. So as we jump into this story, I just need to briefly mention that 2019 was one of the most difficult years of my life. Um, I damaged my voice severely in June of that year. And for about six months, I had to just rework everything. Ministry travel uh, was challenging. Uh, My local staff ministry was challenging. Talking, it was all challenging. Had vocal surgery in November had a great recovery, praise the Lord, but it was a very challenging year. So early on in 2020, in the month of January, I really was looking for something new and improved. Have you ever just come through a hard time and you just need a change? And I was like, Lord, I don't want another year like 2019. So as I was seeking the Lord, as I always do in January, the first week or two, I kind of really intensely focus and pray and seek God to get a word specific to me um, for my ministry, my family, um, my, my whole life in general. I was seeking the Lord and I was asking for a sign. And I want to encourage you, 
When you pray, ask God for a sign. He said he would give signs to them that believe. Signs would follow us. We would see things. God would show us things. And, you know, signs point the direction. They kind of help confirm the path we're in. You know, God will will speak to somebody and, and they'll speak to you and they'll tell you something and encourage you and you'll see a scripture or something will happen in your life and it just kind of adds to the ongoing confirmation of God's plan and direction in your life. And I really needed that in January. I'd been through a very tough 2019. So I kind of buried myself in a little cubby hole with God for a couple of weeks and just pressed in and was seeking the Lord and wanted him to speak and make some things clear for me. And uh, as I was silently meditating and praying right around the first or second day of January, God began to show me a pattern that had been emerging the year before. And uh, for some reason, he drew my mind to the color green. Now, I know some of you are already thinking, wow, this has nothing to do with me. But again, I'm telling you my story. I'm sharing with you my personal experience, and I believe you will relate with it. I mean, hey, after all, God gave Noah a multicolored sign in the heavens called a rainbow, and it confirmed the promise that he made to Noah that he would never again destroy the earth with a flood. So if God can give Noah a multicolored sign, he can Give me a color at least. Come on, guys. So for some reason, while I was seeking him early in January of 2020, my mind drifted to the color green. And I started thinking about a few months prior in 2019, where the color green was kind of significant to me. I remember in October of 2019, I really wanted to buy a green sweater. I almost got a little bit obsessed with it. I kept looking for the right color green. I wanted it to be, you know, just this certain shade. And, and I finally ordered it and bought it and it was what I wanted. And I remember that was a moment that stuck out in my mind as God began to draw my mind to the color green. And then in November of that year, uh, I bought a watch with a green dial. I just started kind of getting this little bit of an interest, almost borderline obsession with the color green. I'm a huge watch collector. I've got a couple of other watches that I bought that year that have green dials. I I, I like that. Um, I'm a watch enthusiast and, you know, I love watches and I like the color green dial. Um, And then in December, we had to buy a new car and we ended up buying a British green Mini Cooper. And, And so God was kind of tracking my mind along this progression, this pattern of the color green. I remember on uh, January 5th of 2020, and, and by the way, I journal pretty extensively. So I've got dates that stick out to me. And as my mind was being drawn to green, I started taking notes in my journal during that month. And on January 5th, Uh, of 2020, Ryan Seacrest wore a bright velvet green tux to the Golden Globes. And I'm like, okay, that's different. But I noticed it because I felt like the Holy Spirit was drawing me to the color green. Tony, look at this color because there's going to be some things I'm going to speak to you about that have to do with green. Again, this is personal, but I believe it's going to relate to you. And then again, on that very same day, earlier that morning, I ministered my first service of 2020 and I wore my green bomber and it wasn't planned, but I remembered it on the way home. I thought, wow, I'm wearing my green bomber. So I wrote that in my journal and a pattern was emerging about the color green. You know, God promises to give us signs. He said, I will give you signs and wonders. We need to look for signs. We need to take our time when we pray. We need to become aware of the presence of God and what he's saying around us. And the color green was emerging as a sign 
you know, directional signs are green on the interstate. I noticed that. I wrote that down in my in my journal, and I just felt like the color green was bringing some things out that God was going to use to speak to me. And I remember during that first couple weeks in January, as I was seeing the color green emerge, I sat down one day to just study the word and go into the word. And I felt like the Holy Spirit wanted me to do some biblical research on the color green, to look through the Bible and see where the color green was significant. So I started getting into the word of God and in the word of Google, and I started looking at the color green. And it's so interesting what I found as I, as I was looking at scriptures and some historical accounts and looking in some Bible dictionaries, I found out that green represents or symbolizes new beginnings. It's symbolic in the Bible for the resurrection, the spring, new life, growth, strength. You know, green is associated with an evergreen tree that doesn't lose its foliage or its color. The leaf shall not wither, Psalms 1 and 3. Green represents life, eternal life, restoration, new beginnings. Um, the word green in the, in the Old Covenant, there's a special word in Hebrew that means the greening season or, or the new beginning when new life kind of kicks in. Um, green represents the first fruit offering. Now, I'm not an Old Covenant dweller, I'm going to pull this into New Covenant Revelation, but I'm using the Bible to see how God used the color green all throughout the Bible. Um, it's interesting that olive oil comes from green olives, which represent the Holy Spirit. Green is symbolic of righteousness, and that personally related to me because um, Isaiah 61 and 3 says we would be called trees of righteousness. You know, my ministry is all about preaching the free gift of righteousness by faith through grace. So I wrote this down in my journal, and I really feel like what the Lord was saying to me in this season was that 2020 was going to be a year of new beginnings. Now, the title of this podcast is The Green Room Revelations. And the reason I want to pause and kind of give context to that is that for those of you who don't know, the green room is usually a hospitality room off of a main stage or a platform that either an artist or a speaker or a preacher or a guest minister will kind of wait in and 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 be escorted to the platform to preach or teach it's kind of like a professional waiting room of hospitality of rest of relaxation of kind of gathering your mind together and it usually has you know a nice atmosphere and they call it a green room a lot of times it's not green but the word green is significant. And I thought about that during this season that, you know, in my times with the Lord, in my time of rest and waiting and listening and kind of gathering my thoughts, I kind of started naming my quiet place with God, my green room. Now, in just a little bit, as we get into this, I'm going to be sharing seven revelations that God gave me last year that all focused around this whole idea of green and what God was taking me into. And as I was thinking about this, just now, I remembered my daughter and I had a conversation about the color green specifically, and my daughter immediately said in our first conversation, she said, well, dad, you know, money is green. And I was like, prophesy, girl, from the mouth of babes, y'all. Um, it's interesting that my daughter's name comes from the name Anna, 
who was a prophetess in the synagogue from the tribe of Asher, which is how we named our kids, all from that story. And, uh, you know, I, I thought to myself, I said, well, maybe my daughter is prophesying something. Um, anyway, I thought that was funny at the time. But again, this idea of green kept coming up. She, she even said in one of our conversations, she said, Dad, you know, your favorite drink is Pellegrino. And the bottle is green. And so every time now I drink Pellegrino, I think of the color green. Um, Celtics are my favorite team. And I think that the uniforms, those green uniforms, that color green is just the best color of any uniform in the NBA. Amen. Hallelujah. Go green. So green is just a big color to me, especially in 2020. And as I was hitting January of 2020, I had this word, new beginnings, things are going to be new. Things are going to be exciting. I was so excited about new beginnings. And so I'm tracking along, you know, new beginnings. This is going to be a great year. And then all of a sudden, as many of you know, the car came to a screeching halt and March hit and COVID-19 hit our country, hit our nation, hit our world. From March to December, the test came. And I believe that sometimes when God gives you a word, if you really heard from God, that word will not die in you during the tough times. Hey guys, I'm cutting in here midway just to remind you to subscribe to the podcast. If this is giving you any value, please, by all means, subscribe to the podcast. It will really help us out in the long run. And don't forget to leave us a review and then share this with one or two other people in your circle of relationships. You can just send them the link and say, hey man, you guys need to jump in on these podcasts. It's interesting as we go back and look at some of the uh, analytics on our podcast, we're finding that you know some of the higher numbers are climbing up from the beginning. So people are going all the way back to the beginning and just trying to catch up. And I love that because they're finding value in it. And as they're discovering, uh, as many of you have discovered, they're, they're discovering how to have peace and joy in every area of their life. And we hope that's what this is doing for you today. So let's jump back in and uh, talk a little bit more about the Green Room Revelations. And I'll be honest with you, there were times that I did question last year, God, you said it was a year of new beginnings. I didn't quite picture this happening as a new beginning because it was a new beginning for all of us. We had to learn how to rework and relive and recommunicate. And it just ended up being a huge mess. And I remember my traveling ministry in 2020, man, everything shut down. No more flights, no more live events, no more preaching and ministering and teaching on the road, which is a huge part of what I do in my ministry, that whole area, that whole part of my ministry completely shut down. And uh, I came to the realization that I had no online presence outreach. I have social media. I have a website. I'm posting often. You know, I do have that portion of my ministry, but there have been some things on the back burner for several years that had I started 10 years ago, I would have been a lot farther along in being able to have an online outreach. Um, I have several friends who have been building online ministry for years and were thriving and doing well and have so many subscribers on YouTube. But I was in that category where it was just a thought and a dream and a wish and a hope. So I started getting busy. 
I started thinking, you know what? I need to ramp up my online presence via YouTube and podcast. So me coming to you today on this 43rd episode of Live 360 is part of what I started back in March. As soon as March hit, I did not sit around and pine around and wait about it and cry about it and hover in my hole and hunker down. I got busy. I started making calls and watching YouTube videos and and I had a podcast mic that I had for about two or three years that I didn't even use. It just sat on my shelf. You know, I had that good intention to start a podcast, but I didn't do it because I let life, I let laziness, I let procrastination sink in. So I got this mic out. I decided if I have to work out of my house, I'm going to figure out a way to share the gospel with as many people as I can. And I started my YouTube channel. I revamped it. I, I relaunched it. I just took my iPhone and bought a set of cheap lights. It was the first thing I ordered in the pandemic. And I remember when it came in, man, I was wiping it down all the boxes because the, the box came from from China, believe it or not. So I was wiping it down and praying over those lights that it didn't have a virus on it. You know how we all were. And and so I just started using my iPhone and cheap lights and taking the house hostage wherever I could find a corner in the house to film from. And, you know, I went through the frustration of trying to get it set right and it just wasn't working out. But I was recording podcasts and I was recording YouTube videos and I was on YouTube learning how to do it and calling people and when we were able to finally get back out into the public I drove to some friend's house and took a crash course in Final Cut Pro and just was working really hard around the clock to build an online presence and in September of last year I had a friend come over we built a uh, more of a permanent YouTube set and right around August or September I had a couple friends who put a challenge out they said hey Tony if you will put out a video once a week through December from September to December if you'll put out a quality video once a week on Final Cut Pro so we want you to buy the software learn how to use it edit a video every week put it on YouTube we will buy you a expensive state-of-the-art camera lights will upgrade all your gear and accessories and will take you to the next level but you have to do this and I I just did it that was all the motivation I needed and so I worked my tail off. I remember some people asking me last year, Tony, how's it going, man? And I was uh, like, well, I'm praying a lot and I'm hustling a lot. I just refused to stay still. I got busy. I got on the stick and I really, really invested my time and effort into building online ministry. And I put out our newsletter in November and December just to testify at what God had done. And I'll tell you, I was more busy last year than ever. The finances weren't as great, but the ministry opportunities were in abundance. I mean, I had so many online opportunities, Zoom connections, Zoom conferences, and it was just an expansion and a new development for me. I got really, really busy. I'll just give you a quick highlight reel. So through our online push last year, I sent out numerous pre-recorded sermons and worship videos and and live streamed multiple online events to what I've kind of come up with being around 200 nations around the world. You talk about getting the gospel out to the 
world. Last year was one of those years where I saw some of the dreams that I had dreamed of doing finally coming to pass, only it didn't quite look like what I thought it was. You know, I, I knew that God was preparing my ministry for the nations. I just didn't realize I'd be doing it right from my own living room. And so a lot of ministry that I did last year went around the world, you know, men's groups, student events, summer youth camps, live church services. I did marriage enrichment things and leadership development and just so many more online opportunities and events. And then, of course, you know, I I launched this podcast. And as you know, I've recorded 43 weekly episodes. We're in season two. I relaunched my YouTube channel. We're full on every week, releasing a powerful video, uh, making a case for the gospel of grace. I actually revamped and relaunched my online personal coaching. And I have, uh, during this global pandemic, been able to pour into the lives of so many more leaders on a one-on-one basis through our uh, online coaching. And if you're interested in that, you can uh, contact us through TonySutherland.com forward slash coaching. And a really powerful opportunity I had last year was I was able to conduct two international online crusades to Pakistan. And we're actually going to hold our third online outreach to Pakistan in March of this year, which is so exciting. Going to do it again. Going to give free Bibles away through Tony Sutherland Ministries. And then uh, also this past, uh, past couple of months in 2021, I did an online crusade to Honduras on JBN television that broadcasts to over 250 uh, TV stations that goes out to over, watch this, 250 million viewers. I mean, call after call after call came in during that event. People were getting healed and prayed for and people were receiving Jesus. And, you know, honestly, even though I didn't see the money and the numbers as significant as years past, the ministry opportunities through online ministry just uh, exponentially grew within just a short year. And so during the year, as I'm coming into the new year now, 2021, I began to evaluate and began to think about 2020. And there were times when I questioned it, like, Lord, I I thought this was supposed to be a year of new beginnings. What in the world was I that off? But for some reason, the moment God spoke it to me and showed it to me through all these instances and occurrences of the color green emerging all year long, my journal is filled with green, guys, filled with green. You need to journal. You need to write down dates and significant moments because you will be able to go back and remember when God speaks to you. I'm telling you right now, what God tells you in the silence will stay with you in the storm. I got to repeat that again. What God tells you in the silence will stay with you in the storm. I was totally convinced that God told me in January of 2020 that it was a year of new beginnings. And that is how I was able to persevere through 2020 in faith. It wasn't like, oh God, I I hope that's what you said. I know that's what he said. When God tells you something specifically, he gives you a word. You can hold on to it in the time of storm. It's an anchor. It's a steadfast hope in what God speaks to your life. Now, 
We're getting ready to go into another episode, and I'm going to share with you seven revelations that I got. You do not want to miss this next podcast. And I know I took you through several minutes of building up this history and building up where I'm going, but in order for me to share the revelations with you, I got to send you through some of the trial that I went through and some of the the interaction I had with God, because for me to share a prophetic word with you, I've got to take you into my heart and kind of reveal to you what God is saying to me. I want you to connect with this story because when you connect with my story and you connect with the revelations that I'm going to share with you, I believe that it's going to get you more hungry to hear from God, get you more hungry to receive a word from God for yourself. There is nothing more important and valuable in our lives than getting a word from God. And I am with all my heart and soul encouraging you in the rest of this year to seek out a word from God. Let him use your story that you've been through this year. Let him use the trial that you've been through this year. Let him use the test. You know, the old saying goes, you don't have a testimony unless you've been through a test and some of the moanies. Can I get an amen? You've got to go through a test and some moans to get a testimony. Man, that's all the time we have left for today, and I really was hoping to jump into the uh, seven specific revelations, so that's coming next week, so you don't want to miss part two of the Green Room Revelations, episode 44. So again, I want to remind you to subscribe to the podcast, leave us a review, and share this with one or two other people in your circle of relationships. They need to hear what you've heard today. I'll be back again in one week's time with part two of the Green Room Revelations, something to help you discover how to have peace and joy in every area of your life. So until next time, we'll see you. 